Welcome back. I want to thank Fly Racing, who uh, has been a promoter or supporter of our show, and they uh, have been personal sponsor of mine throughout the years as a uh, old, should have been retired long ago motocross racer but don't let that stop you the gear is fantastic and i'm stoked to be a part of the fly family uh five years ago fly racing's light hydrogen line was the true the first true lightweight racewear to the market and the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category so uh they have a uh the boa system on the back of the pants it's really it's a revolutionary waist adjustment system and it's on the fly uh adjustability for a truly dialed in fit, I ensure I encourage everybody to uh, to go to flyracing.com. Tons of cool products that they have. They have hard parts. They have all kinds of stuff, and it's flyracing.com. Okay, we just finished up a conversation with Cole Seely, and uh, now we go to our next guest, who is I don't know if he likes being introduced to the son of Jim Neese, but we're gonna go that way because uh, Jim's an old buddy of ours. Luke Neese joins us now, Supercross racer. Just finished up in Daytona Supercross this past weekend. What's up, Luke? How are you? How you been? Hey, hey, how y'all doing, guys? Uh, doing pretty good. How's uh, everything in North Carolina? Are you, are you back up there? Or are you still down in Florida? Yeah, um, we got back Sunday night, and um, just uh, kind of wish I was still back in Florida. Um, <laughs> Stick around for uh, Spike anyway, Week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely would have been better than here. The weather's not as good in in North Carolina, or what? No, it's uh, it's cold, rainy, and wet. Um, definitely hard to ride in in this type of uh, weather. So it looked like Daytona f- f- treated you pretty well. Talk about that. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good actually. Um, I made my first main event, so um, that was definitely uh, really exciting for me. Um, especially with all my my family there and a bunch of friends and everything too um it was uh definitely exciting and hopefully i can do the same thing in indy this weekend too so we'll we'll see how that goes we were talking to cole about this on the show uh, just just before you came on about the sand sections in supercross we don't think they belong there they keep doing it it's it doesn't make for good racing what are your thoughts do you, uh, do you mind the sand sections as a rider uh i mean they're fun um but I don't like to get roosted, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it. I, I like to stay clean. And I like to have my bike clean too. So it, it just kind of upsets me that I, uh, I have to destroy my my nice looking bike in the sand. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of it, honestly. What are you riding, Luke? Uh, YZ250F. And uh, your, I recognize some of your sponsors talk about that because uh, total control suspension, um, triangle cycles. Kind of smells yeah. a lot like the old Jim Neese program. <laughs> yeah, um, I have Triangle Cycles help me out a little bit, and then um, one of my main sponsors, uh, KS Trenchco. He's uh, he's actually an old buddy of my dad's. He's uh, he's an older guy, and um, he used to be a super fan of my dad, and now he's helping me out and helping me with bikes and stuff too. Um, so he he's been uh, helping me out really well, and I appreciate it a lot. The track in Daytona. Um, in uh i was watching it from down where industry seating is to as you go to the start it's to your left there and uh i was watching practice there and you guys when you first started you went out there for and i think you were in the b practice is that right yeah yeah i was in b practice yep so i I watched you guys and it took all of you a, a lap or two to get the triple and then you go into those whoops and 
man, you guys are blitzing them and everything's great. And by the next time you come out for practice, it's a trench all the way through every one of them, like five trenches you had to choose. What's that like for you as, as a guy that maybe, you know, not as much experience at a track like Daytona as, as some of the guys you're racing with, or at least the guys in the A practice for certain. Yeah. That was, that had to have been surprising yeah, it, to you. It, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely tough when it gets like that. Um, it was good that the whoops were small at the beginning. Um, cause I, I've been really struggling with whoops and, um, I, I kind of liked how I got that gnarly cause it, it's gnarly for all of us and everyone was struggling with it too. And, um, I, I think it kind of worked out in my favor a little bit when it got that gnarly. So, um, but I, I didn't struggle too hard with them cause, uh, the ruts in them just got stupid gnarly and it wasn't really whoops if you just went in the line there. It was just flat almost, but, um, it, uh. It, it was gnarly, and it was hard to see the ruts because uh, it's outside and everything, and the lights aren't too great. But the ruts were just pitch black. But it, it, I liked it. Okay. And they, you, you call them flat. I would say they were flat, but probably exactly foot peg deep. If I was guessing, uh, you're probably dragging your pegs through those ruts. How many seasons have you got in uh, in the Supercar Series now, Luke? Um, this is my first season. Um, but I've done all the East coast rounds except for Minneapolis. Um, we couldn't make it up to that one, just, um, financial reasons. And, uh, I wouldn't be able to come back home after that one to go to Texas. So you're, uh, leading up to this, talk about what you've been doing in case we've had you on the show before, but, um, talk about your arena cross and, and the other stuff that you've done leading up to how you've become a supercross guy. Um, yeah, I, Last year, I did a uh, ring across. I tried to get my points and everything, and I was, at the end of the series, I was two points shy. So, um, at the beginning of this year, I had to go to Phoenix for the um, amateur ring across, or amateur supercross series. And um, I ended up doing pretty good there. I got second, or no, I got third, sorry. And uh, ended up getting my two points uh, to where I could get my pro license and everything. And then um, I've been training with uh, Seth Rarick. He's uh, got a training program, and we have a couple guys with us. We have, like, Brandon Harrath, Jacob Hayes, Justin Hill, and uh, a couple other fast guys with us, too. And we've uh, we've just been going out to uh, practice tracks and everything and trying to find places to ride since it's too wet here. Um, but we, we've been just kind of grinding it out all together and trying to get my first season under my belt and um, just – kind of work out the flukes for this season so this the amateur supercross he's talking about we're calling it the supercross futures um because that's what the promoter's calling it luke yeah. but uh i'm just teasing you actually but that's a pretty good testimony to to their program i mean you 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 go and you race the amateur and you make your way through and then here you are as a pro you're racing um you know on, on saturday night how different is the track on sunday for the Supercross Futures, how tamed down is it compared to what the guys are racing or you guys are racing on Saturday night? Yeah, um, it the one I did, uh, it, it was like two track builders built it, kind of. It, it, uh, it was a little awkward. Um, the one side of the track was actually like pretty legit. Like it, They kind of left the whole entire rhythm section from Saturday night. And then the other side was just, kind of some flat doubles and stuff but i mean they took out the whoops and stuff but i mean it 
it, it left for some good racing. It was definitely kind of technical, and then it went to the easy side. So, I mean, I I, I kind of understand of how they have to they have to keep it tame for the amateurs, and they can kind of build it up a little bit for the pros too. But um, it's uh, it's definitely a little bit different than the actual pro night on Saturday. So I was talking to Mason Kerr, who's a uh, young Supercross guy. That's he's from Iowa. Here he's a local kid, and he was there racing Saturday, and he missed it by two spots. And uh, he was talking about the the track differences in Supercross versus Arena Cross because he did Arena Cross last year and has done it for a couple years. And uh, he said the whoops are actually a lot smaller in Supercross than Arena Cross, and that surprises me. Did you find that to be the same, or, or is it just his perception? Yeah, I, I definitely think the whoops are a little bit smaller and Supercross. Um, I think Arena Cross, they're just kind of known for their big whoops. So it, it's definitely, um, I, I think the Supercross whoops are definitely a little bit smaller. But um, they, they can definitely build, build uh, some bigger ones, too, um, like they had in, um, I think it was Detroit. They... Um, they had some gnarly ones. I know a lot of the factory guys and privateer guys were really struggling with them. And you think, I mean, are the sections just longer? Uh, clearly, you know, whoops being taller in arena cross makes sense to me. You know, you, you don't want the, the racers to get too much speed on You know, I'm hand, going right? 50 into the yeah, wall. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Supercross whoops, I think they're definitely a little bit longer. Um, and then in arena cross, like you said, they don't want to get too much speed in them, but and then you have just a, such a short run to them, which makes them even bigger. is uh, is the hard part, I think, is just not having a run to actually hit them. Our guest is Luke Nice, and and Luke, I want to ask you, with the with Feld making the announcement that Arena Cross is going away, and you guys are going to have to go through the Supercross Futures program. Um, what for us, for me personally, I think it's sad. That that there's so many markets that they're not racing and promoting motorcycle racing in. And I think there's yeah. a big, there's a big void in it for, for the, the industry. However, it's a business and they got to make money. What were your thoughts on that? Do you think they did the right thing for not necessarily for their business, but for, for motocross? Or do you think there's a gap there? There's a void. Um, personally, I, I kind of like the rear cross, even though when I did it, I really struggled with it, but I, I, I like the arena cross part because I think it for amateur guys and for me personally, it really matured me and everything with going through that whole series and everything. Um, just getting the ropes of the tight little arena and all that and the fans and stuff and just uh, kind of the chaos in there, but it, it was fun and I, I think they should have kept it personally because I like it more than, the Supercross futures now of how they're all doing that and everything. But, um, uh, I think it was, uh, better learning to do a rain cross than the actual Supercross futures to me. Well, I, th- I think that there was a lot of things they did wrong, but uh, like the suitcase and, and the reset that, that ran Tyler out of the, out of the arena cross and he didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Tyler Bowers and, and, and maybe nobody cared, but us, but, and Tyler, but I, I think that uh, he was always so surprised to what was in the suitcase. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it was. Wasn't it? okay. But uh, but but also that I think that the, what I think they did right was they kept it rolling and and you know and and it's we were bummed it wasn't in Des Moines, but 
there was a lot of markets that it wasn't in that in the good old days we'd pack the place and it was just always kind of I don't know if it was the arenas that weren't, you know, like Wells Fargo, you know, they've got it. And Scott, you can maybe comment on this. Or Low something. ventilation system. Uh, if you can get that blue smoke going in there, i got to tell you, there's nothing like it. I'm talking about all the other Oof. stuff like hockey and basketball no, no, and all that no. crap. Believe me, there's so much pressure on these buildings, and that's their job is to keep them filled. And to move a show like Arena Cross in and move it out, you're looking at not just the two or three days of Arena Cross, but you're looking at the prep day and the, and the cleanup day. Uh, or days. Hmm. I get it, but how many people are going to the basketball games and the hockey games and the the teams I announced for? Uh, 11, 12, and I'm counting individuals. Um, so I'm up to about fifteen hundred yeah. for. And for it's basketball. a once a year deal, you know. It's fifteen hundred people versus you're selling the place out. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't get it. Yeah, That's it's, it's do hard to understand why the, the economics aren't there, but clearly they weren't, as we've discussed plenty of times, Stone. I mean, they Feld made their decisions based on data that they have. Too many Fox stickers on the back of the of the <laughs> seats. and, and <laughs> That'll do it. Get that you in so trouble hard with to get the them man. off. Get you in trouble with the man. <laughs> I ever tell you my STP sticker story where they were on literally every locker door in yep. the school? Yeah, many times. Actually. Yeah, we it's can, a great story. It is you have to tune in something. next week. We'll tell you the balance of it. <laughs> heard it luke thank you so much no relation to jared Mies, right the, the jeremy niece <laughs> or, or jim niece <laughs> uh, we know who jim niece is we, we know jim oh my god you're so funny yeah, yeah, yeah. luke thank you very I much for the time sponsors who do you want to thank uh ks Cisco, um triangle cycle pirelli or pirelli breaking cycra never max um soul control door bell shot um and uh, my mom and dad and just my whole family and everyone that's been backing me up. Uh, I really appreciate everything. Thanks, pal. Uh, thank you so much. Always good to have you on. Thank you, Luke. All right, American Storytellers coming up next. The host of Our American Stories, and you'll find him on a radio station near you, part of the Salem Radio Network, also on our sister station, the mighty AM 1040 WHL. Our American Stories heard from 10 to midnight Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. We'll tell you more and talk to Lee Habib after this. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Ryan Dungey, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.